welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Friday, everybody. We're going to call it Fringe Friday. When you're on the edge and you don't know which way to go, just turn on Tilt and your boy OG will let you know. As always, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. I'm your boy OG and I'm here to get you in the know. Happy Good Friday, everybody. Let's go. Let's dive right into Friday's quick hits. We didn't get to update up to date on a lot of stuff, but like I said, uh, starting all of my shows out with Brittany Griner. Uh, finally, the WNBA Commissioner Kathy Englehart, I'm, hopefully I'm saying her name right, expressed her concern finally about Brittany, Brittany Griner. Well, it's only been a couple of months, or maybe because the WNBA draft was going on, and she couldn't dodge the question. According to her, Griner has the WNBA's total support. I call BS and lip service. She talked about supporting all the grounders organizations and uh, helping the needy. Well, guess what? Right now, she's the needy. I still call foul on, on those WNBA players jumping up and down about equal pay. But the biggest story in your league's history, everybody is quiet. All this amounts to is lies and garbage. Be safe, Brittany. We still out here grinding out here for you. Even if your WNBA family is not. Deanna Tarazi, you trash. Yeah, I said it. Moving on to more pressing news. Death of Dwayne Haskins. Uh, sad, just sad, just sad. Tragic. Only 24 years old. First round pick of the Redskins slash Washington football team slash commanders. Died tragically after being hit on the highway. I mean, I still don't have all the facts on why he was walking on the highway, but, uh, after being traded to the Steelers, it seemed like he had turned the corner. And, you know, he became much more mature. He had got married. You know, he was learning how to be a professional from all accounts from uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, my prayers go out to his uh, family from the DMV area. Uh, another young athlete gone too soon. Rest in peace, Dwayne Haskins. Another quick hit, Mr. Frank Vogel's firing. I mean, everybody saw this coming, and he had to have had his eyes closed not to. I mean, this is my thing. When you sign up to be a puppet and they treat you like a puppet, what were you expecting to happen? I mean, Vogel didn't have a resume to make LeBron, Russ, or, or AD just like outright respect him. I mean, they knew what he was. And, you know, after you had a couple of big names turn down a job, I mean, the writing was on the wall. Vogel's a good man, but an average coach. Who was in way over his head and he knew it. I mean, he got a ring out of it, but he probably was the happiest man in the whole uh, LA complex when, when they fired him. He's finally out of that LA mess. I mean, good luck, Frank. And then, like, his dismissal that was Bush League. You had already fired the guy, but why would you let him go out there to that press conference? Good luck, Frank. Then we have my man, Pat Beverly. Oh, Pat's over enthusiasm. I'm not mad at Pat. I mean, he gets guys fired up, he tough, he gritty, but he is a holdover from an era gone. I don't expect people to get it. You youngsters, that's that's what the love looks like when you love the game for real. When you know when you're not the guy, yeah, he was over the top. He, he should have limited his, 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 his uh, press conference 30 seconds or less. But, I mean, I appreciated the fact that this guy let you know he loves the game more than his paycheck. You know what I'm saying? Pat, be the leader, not the spokesman. We know you love it. 
but stop with the antics. That's all I'm saying. And we're going to go to the Instagram king in boxing, Ryan Garcia. He went 12 rounds with a guy he should have got out of there in less than five. I mean, I'll give it to him. He looks sharp. But the fact he could not get this guy out of there, you need more time in the gym. Fact is, you fired your trainer because you said he didn't make time. He didn't make you his priority. Why would he make you his priority when you're not a, a fight first guy? You're you're into Instagram and Twitter and, and all of this crap. You're not serious, dude. You're not Oscar. You can't be a halfway uh, halfway in fighter. That's how people get hurt. Hopefully he'll snap too. Like I said, the kid's talented. He's talented. But after seeing that, you want no part of Tank Davis. You want no parts. I promise you, after that showing, get in the gym, stay off Instagram. That's all I'm saying. And that's enough for the quick hits for Friday. We're going to talk a little, get right into it with the, the transfer portal. Uh, I think the transfer portal... It's good and bad. You have the pros and you have the cons. I mean, coaches to, coaches now have to deliver what they promise. And it hasn't happened yet, but college super teams are coming. I mean, college basketball is always it's – it's hard to watch now. Like I said, this whole season, I don't think I watched more than two games outside of the top 15 because they were just horrible. Even the, the smaller schools, transfers coming in, no team unity – like I said, outside the top 10. But get get ready for it. If it's happening in the pros, it's about to happen in college. You're going to have guys locking it up and going to one school together. I mean, it was happening anyway, but now it's going to it's going to happen on a bigger bigger scale. Now, and it's pretty soon it's going to be who pays the most. These NIL deals, what the school is, like the little guy, they didn't really have a chance before. Give it about 3 years at the current pace, they're really not going to have a chance. Because you're not going to go somewhere like Community College in New York and then have to deal with St. John's or, or Syracuse. Come on. The, the department is a money, the sports department is a money making machine. So it's going to be crazy in the next couple of years. And then when you got these players making more money than the coaches, where's the institutional control going to come from? You suspend them or kick them out of school, guess what? They're going to go to another school, do the same thing. So, I'm all for athletes getting paid, but it's going to be a hot mess for a while. Until somebody figures out a system where they can get paid and stay within the guidelines, or it's going to be a lot of money changing hands and back rooms. That's all I'm saying. And it's affecting the product, because most of these guys are just not ready. It's not that the Euros are better than us. It's that the Euros take it more serious. I mean, it's more like a job to them. They're basically fundamentally sound. They can do everything like we used to. Now we're just one-trick ponies, and they're the ones that, you know, mind, body, and soul, they're in the basketball. We're just great athletes. Can either shoot the three or run up and down the court. It's getting sad. That's all I'm saying. Then, like I said, even though I'm boycotting the WNBA, I'm not going to not give these ladies their shine. Uh, the WNBA draft was held. I'm going to give you the top 10 players. First, we had uh, Ryan Howard from Kentucky. She went to the Dream. You had Nalissa Smith from Baylor, who went to the Fever. 
Uh, you had number three, Shakira Austin, who went to uh, the, Mystics, the Mystics. You had Emily Engstler from Louisville that went to the Fever. You had Nykra Sabali from Oregon who went to the Liberty. Lexi Hull from Stanford went to the Fever. Uh, Veronica Burton from Northwestern went to the Wings. At number eight, Maya Hollingstead from Colorado went to the Aces. Uh, Ray Burrell from Tennessee went to the Sparks. And Queen Egbo, another Baylor product, also went to the Fever where she be joined her teammate. Uh, congratulations to the ladies. I wish them all good luck. Like I said, just because I'm boycotting your commissioner right now, get in there. Tell them you want some Brittany Griner t-shirts. <laughs> okay, now we're going to turn it over to the big boys. Uh, we got the playing games going on. Nets and Cavaliers. I don't know what uh, people expected to happen when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving actually got to play together like they were supposed to. I mean, they absolutely put on the show. Kyrie shutting it down in the beginning and KD closing it out late. But Cleveland, Cleveland did not lay down and has a chance to still make the playoffs. But the Nets Achilles heels showed up in that game. The coaching, the rebounding, the free throws. Nobody has the one-two punts like they have, but defense had to be played at some point. Strategy has to be a key at some point. These rotations have to be better at some point. Steve Nash, do everybody a favor. Leave Gordon Drogas on the bench. Seth Curry, you're going to have to show up at some point or you're getting waved this summer. I know the ankles. You and your brother got an ankle injury at the same time. It's crazy, but they need you. If Ben Simmons is not going to suit up. Because like I said, there's nobody with their one-two punch. But the rest of the team, just like uh, the Nets are going to have to run a gauntlet to actually get to the finals. And I was looking at it, and I was like, uh, I'm like, there's no way. But then I thought about it. It all comes down to the greatness of Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant played in the West his first eight years, in the first ten years in the league. He ran a gauntlet every playoff series. You know how many times he missed the playoffs? once so he's used to it so they got that on their side then you're gonna have it's gonna be the battle of the like i said the battle of the duos you got jalen brown jason tatum kyrie irvin kevin durant who would you rather have now jason tatum has been tearing it up he's been tearing it up for the last month and a half but with a sore knee and i like jason tatum even though he went to duke but is he ready to take down Kevin Durant? The team is. Now, on paper, the team, they, they have the better team. That, that's no question. But hopefully Nash changes up these lineups, get, leaves Andre Drummond in the game, or, or uh, gets Blake Griffin out there, somebody with some experience or something. Or I still don't think Boston pulls it off. Even though I like their new coach, I still don't think Tatum and Brown – can take down Kyrie and KD. I just don't see it happening. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a gauntlet for them because everybody, every the next game, and what the NBA doesn't want to see is them. They got them as the favorite. They have the Celtics as a favorite, but I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. 
Nobody wants to see the NBA does not want to see the Nets play the 76ers and they like James Harden up. The the NBA does not want to see that. They does not want to, they do not want to see that. Then the second playing game, you got Charlotte against the Hawks. People forget that the Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. You know, Ice Trade, they finally got everybody healthy. So so people are asking, like, is Charlotte for real? I think they are for real, but it's even though they're not technically calling this the playoffs, this is where the park and the pros get separated. Because Charlotte plays like the guys you take to the park. Like, they can get you on any given day, which is true. But now you're talking about the pros, and the Hawks are pros. They're not playing around. They just gave it to them all game long. Even with the metal ball at the helm, wasn't enough. Even with uh, the veterans Isaiah Thomas and Terry Rozier, there was nothing they could do. It was all about the execution. And Charlotte was frustrated, and they couldn't get anything done. Couldn't get anything done. And then we're going to go to the Western Conference. They're playing games, the T-Wolves and the Clippers. Now, the Wolves, especially called Anthony Towns, have been on a roll. Minnesota had, had, I mean, they had talent before. But with Pat Bev egging these guys on, they become the team nobody wants to play. The Clippers still know Kawhi, but playoff P is back. But it didn't matter. So, so, Cat fouled out, which, which led Edwards, who is the future, to take over along with D'Angelo Russell. And they took the clips out. I mean, playoff P kept it close, but, I mean, they just – now, mind you, with Carl Anthony Towns on the bench, they took the Clippers out. So, Clips still got a chance to get in with the playoff uh, – the playing game tonight or whatever. But that Memphis – T-Wolves series, <laughs> I think it's going to be one for the ages because you got a lot of young young guys trying to prove something. It's going to – I can't wait to watch it. Then the other playing game, the Pelicans and the Spurs, no Zion. But after the trade for C.J. McCollum, Coach Willie Green has a little something that's not regular gumbo. We're talking about they smashed the Spurs. Zion, you might want to think about making a little run with the team so that that bus sign around your neck won't be permanent. I mean, Murray was the only bright spot for the Spurs, but, man, the Pelicans look look really good. I mean, probably not good enough to get out of the first round of the playoffs, but they look really good. So, here we're going to go. We're going to match it up. The only only uh, matchups that are not set in stone are the one to one and the eights, and that'll be settled tonight. But in the East, you have Boston with the Nets. Everybody's picking Boston in six. Still going Nets. You got the Bucks and the Bulls. I don't think this will be close. No Zach Levine, no Lonzo Ball. I think the Bucks sweep them in four. 76ers versus Toronto. It's going to be interesting because if James Harden think he can score 15 points. 15 assists and six rebounds. They won't win. They won't win a game. I'm taking Toronto in six. Then you have Memphis against the T Wolves. Like I said, that's going to be one of the best. I think that's going to be one of the best series uh, out of out of the whole thing. First, second, or even the final round. Then you're going to have uh, Golden State versus the Nuggets. Golden State should take care of business in five. And then finally, Dallas versus, versus the Jazz. Uh, with Luka hobbling around and Jazz just laying in the cut, 
Donovan Mitchell has a lot to prove this year. They need to get the net. They should get Dallas out. They're going to try to get Dallas out of there in five, but I think it's going six, but I'm still picking the Jazz. So that's uh, that's our NBA wrap up. We get more into it on uh, Monday. Uh, NFL combine. I mean, the draft is in the next two weeks. Uh, teams uh, moving up and down on the draft board. We'll see who who wants what. But the latest breaking news in the NFL is Baker Mayfield feels disrespected because Cleveland went out and got Deshaun Watson. Well, Baker, let me give you a little bit of news. Call Lamar Jackson and ask him how he feels. A man who's won an MVP, but all they want to talk about is Josh Allen, who stunk it up in the first half of last season but got a contract extension. But not Lamar. It's simple, Baker. They upgraded. Nothing personal, just business. At least that's what they tell black quarterbacks. Anyway, the Colts signed Gilmore at all-pro corner. He should fit in nice, I mean, with the Colts. People may want to take a look at the Colts roster. If they, if they can keep Matty Ice upright, they win in the AFC South. Easy. You heard it here first. Yeah, even uh, Tennessee, not going to be able to handle them. Uh, they, they're going to they're gonna walk through with the pieces they have, with, with the running back. And like I said, if they can keep Matty Ice upright, they're going to roll through. They're going to roll through the AFC uh, South. Easy. I mean, the Packers add Sammy Watkins. Definitely not Devontae Adams. I mean, the biggest question is, with his health, how many games is Sammy going to actually play? They need to go out and get some more help. Sammy's not going to be enough. A.J. Green, former All-Pro number one, returned to Arizona. Now, if they could get Kyler Murray back in camp, might have a little something out there in Arizona. That remains to be seen. Then David Carr gets a five-year, $121.5 million upgrade. So let me get this straight. So Dak didn't deserve $40 mil, but it's just a mute point right now. It's just market value. That I mean, that's what it was when Dak asked for it. He really asked for Dak really asked for $33.5 with an extra year. But the media like to spend things. I like Carr. But what has he done to garner his contract? Sorry, but not more than Dak. I'm just saying. So the next time when they say God needs to be paid because it's the market value, let's keep it at that. We don't have to go line by line about what he did or what he didn't do. Because like I said, I like David Carr. He doesn't stack up against that stats or any of that. But oh, we're just gonna give him forty million because he's he's a he's our franchise quarterback. Guess what? Dak's franchise quarterback too, even if you don't think so. And he plays for the Dallas Cowboys. So hey. I don't want to hear about, oh, he deserved it. Oh, he didn't deserve it. How the hell Derek Carr deserved 40 mil? And they ain't won a playoff game since he's been there. Well, maybe they won one, but that's it. Like I said, people, it's market value. It's market value when your contract's up and what's on the table. Let's keep it at that. Moving on to Major League Baseball. Like I said, they're trying to win me back. Uh, been watching a little bit of it. Uh, I've seen a little bit more of my pigmentation out there, so I'm going to just give you the standings so far. We're going to get deep into the stats and the players uh, later on. Uh, right now, MLB standings in the East. In the AL East, you have the Yankees, Toronto, and Tampa Bay, all tied for top in the, in the, in the AL East. You have Cleveland and the White Sox, 
tied for first in the Central. And the Astros are sitting all alone in first place in the AL West. And in the National League, the Mets lead the NL East. You got the Cubs. They lead the NL Central. And you have the Rockies, the Dodgers, and the Giants, all the same record, all lead in the NL West. So that's for baseball. Like I said, uh, we'll get more into that as the season goes on. Who's leading the home runs, RBIs, and, and, and more trades. But finally, we're going to get into some boxing. My guy, Earl Spence, fights tomorrow against Ugas. I mean, Earl has been inactive, you know, uh, for a little while. Bad luck or whatever you want to call it. Uh, having to pull out the Pacquiao fight, which Ugas stepped in and, and retired the legend. And, they th- and Ugas thinks his time is now. I think it's going to be a good fight for about five or six rounds. Haven't seen Earl this focus in a while. Uh, I think he stops Ugas. I can't see Ugas standing there throwing with Earl, even though he's the bigger fighter. Spence says his best man down. Like I said, Spence says it best. Man down. And he not talking about him. So look at that press conference. Earl is ready. And like I said, I'm not doubting Ugas because he's game. He's been through a lot. Man, I think Earl's going to beat the brakes off this boy. And I'm giving it eight rounds. I'm giving it eight. All the pundits are like, oh, it's going to be a tough fight. I'm like, for five or six rounds. Because like I said, if Pacquiao had a had, if Pacquiao could have had a little bit of his speed left, he couldn't get to him. Oh, he's going to be right in front of Earl. And just because he's the bigger fighter, he thinks Earl's going to go somewhere? No, buddy. You, you better watch some more tape. Because if you stand there and go toe-to-toe, it's going to be a short night. But good luck to both guys. It's here in Dallas at the AT&T Center. Of course, I'm down with Earl Spence because everybody wants to see that Crawford Spence, which I'm still debating on who will win that. But, hey, he has to get through Ugas before we get to that. So, hey, good luck, Earl. Anyway, on this good Friday, that's all I have for uh, this Friday. I'm going to give a couple shout-outs to uh, the whole PINC family. Uh, get out sh- Shout-out to my man, Kales, Return of the Mac. He is that guy. And shout-out to my man, Mr. Narius Ned, new member of the Kappa Alpha Psi fraternity, my man. Uh, shout-out to my man, Aurelio. Julio, keep your head up, man. Uh, I will be in the DMV area. Uh, around the 20th or so for a couple of days until probably six or seven days. So I look forward to seeing everybody. Look forward to chopping it up with you. And hopefully we can get you on, uh, we can get you on tilt to get your point of view. As always, it's your boy OG and I'm O-U-T.